what's good, YouTube? Welcome back to another episode of the Shooter Straight Podcast. I'm your co-host, Zach. And I'm Blue. Welcome back to episode 13. Uh, like I said, we've been working on a lot of projects behind the scenes, and we got a big episode here planned for you. Um, first of all, thanks, everyone, for the previous support on all the previous episodes. Um, we've been getting a lot of success on our reels and clips and everything like that, so we just want to thank everyone for their continued support. And we're going to continue to grind, and we're going to continue to keep moving forward and bringing out good content. Exactly. And again, we appreciate all the reels. Our, one of our biggest reels just hit 35,000 and we're going to keep continuing to grow from here. So obviously, uh, we have our first interview today. We have welcome our special guest. We got Ibrahim from Muke uh, Dumbia. Yes, sir. St- uh, St. Cal-, Cal State Fullerton forward. Yes, sir. Uh, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Good to have you on the podcast. Good to be here, brother. So we just like to go straight into it. Uh, so no beating around the bush here. And for an interview, we want to go, we want to start from the beginning. Exactly. So I think uh, we just want to start from the very beginning. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, growing up, uh, you were born in uh, Mali. Mali, Mali exactly. West Africa. Uh, and it was the capital of Mali you were born in, correct? Bamako, exactly. Bamako, Bamako yeah. Can you describe how that was like? Mm. Mali's, uh, Mali's in West Africa. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the capital is in the south side of Mali, basically. Yeah. So growing, is it born there or gro- growing up there? It was. Mali is a tough place. You mm-hmm. know. It's um, obviously Africa. I mean, Mali is a third world country. You know, very poor. But you know, I grew up playing soccer. You know, and yeah, you know, I, I started playing basketball. Mm, let's see. I started playing in 2012. Mm-hmm. That's when I started playing. But I was, what age was that? I was around, I think I was around 13. 13? Mm-hmm. So, so. I was going to say, how'd you 13, get introduced 14. to it? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. So, it's, this is funny. So, in Mali, is when you tall that you play basketball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every kid, we all play, you know, soccer. You know, so. I started getting taller, and then, you know, the, I used to go play soccer, and I wasn't good at it. And, you know, a <laughs> <laughs> guy saw me, he was like, hold on, man, yo, you you tall, man, you need to go play basketball. Uh-huh. You know, and, you know, from there I went to, you know, uh, the basketball court outside, you know, street basketball, that's what we played there, so I went and, you know. I bet it's real rough out there, street basketball. Yeah, it was, Play rough. Yeah, yeah. It's different, man. I always tell people, it's like, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I was meant to play street basketball, not, <laughs> not real. You yeah. Know, you know, because it's different game, man. Like, it's completely different. It's not, and, you know, so that's what I did. Yeah. I played there for like, um, for probably about two months. And then a guy saw me while playing. He saw that, oh, this kid is really athletic. He can jump. You know, and he run fast, and he was like, hey, man, you should go, you know, to a real club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went to one next to my house, and I didn't like it because it was structural basketball. And I didn't understand how that goes. So I was like, nah, this is not for me. I went back. Then, you know, later on, another coach came and saw me. He was, like, actually uh, a coach for the national team, mm-hmm. the 16 and under. And he saw me. He was like, "Yeah, come, 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 train with us." Mm-hmm. And I went there. That's how I went, you know. And everything was good for me, you know. I was just—I had a lot. Of, I was 
you know, I'm still athletic. That's mm-hmm. you know, that's what I offer. I tell people I came in America just because I know how to run and jump. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's from there. A guy um, named T. John, you know, he he saw he saw me there, and decided to kind of like give me scholarship to come to America. Mm-hmm. My father didn't want me to come here because you know, like they they don't understand that whole thing of like you know like I was the first son. Mm-hmm. Like you want to keep your first son around because you want to give him all education and all that stuff. So, you know, his friends had to tell him like, "Hey, you don't you don't know what's gonna happen for him when he goes there. Like, you know, what he's gonna build, and you know, he might have your like, you know, he's gonna carry your legacy. Let him go." Mm-hmm. So he finally let me. You know, he just he was like, "All right, go get the visa," and then you know, I went, got the visa, came in, and you know, here I am. Wow. Yep. So, yeah. So, so can you just describe like the competition out there, like when that you were facing, like around that age, like how is the like <laughs> when you go up to the street court, you know, how how is the competition like? Yeah. So you know, I'm very competitive. Like you know, when I was there, I was actually I was not playing against guys that were like my age. Really, mm-hmm. I was playing against older guys. Mm-hmm. But you know, I always like you know that this is the thing. Basketball is there, and basketball here is completely different. Can you describe like it's it? Like it's yeah. like rough, like it's like you know, like <laughs> like you know, like it's not like not everybody is like you know talented, like gifted and stuff like that. But they play hard. Mm-hmm. That one thing you can know, like you will always get out of people is like they are gonna play hard. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they will hit you and all that stuff. You know, so me playing there I had this is the thing man like I say my athleticism was at another level so I was always able to like 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 I'll jump like I used to be able to I'm, I'm so like I can jump really high and then you know I, I ran fast and stuff like that and I was really like just for me it was to me still it's it's more than basketball yeah like you know we play basketball but like for me it's like you know what it's like all any all the stuff that I was dealing with, I'm putting it all on basketball. Like I'm like trying to like beat you as, as fast. Like I'm everything. Just it's a completely different game. It's like did, a rough. Like, did you know growing up that you um, um knew that you had an opportunity to come to America and like you were pushing forward towards it or? Yeah. So this is the thing, though. So I told my father. I remember. I told my father. I said, Hey, you know, I want to go to America. You know, to study. And my father told me, he said, I don't have money to bring you to America, you know. And from there, I was like, okay, how do I make money to go to America? So I was actually good at, um, I used to, like, jailbreak computers and, like, I'm not computer, PSPs and then, like, you know, PlayStation 2s and PlayStation 3s and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So I made a lot of money of that. Uh-huh. Like when I was really young, like really at 13, I was making money off there. And then, you know, I was like, there's another way for me to do this. It's just basketball. So I was playing for the national team. That's when, that's what I was really competing on the national team. So I was like, you know, I knew that was going to get us out. Mm-hmm. And actually we were supposed to go to, to the African Cup in uh, FIBA for, I mean, to play for Mali and Madagascar. The only reason we didn't go, bro, was because Mali didn't have enough fun. 
Oh wow! To you know, so you know, the, I know you guys don't see these problems in America. You know, yeah. the debt is just like even right now, Mali. You know, the federation is going to like a big thing of like you know, not helping, not not giving the player the money. Like oh, we they owe us a lot of money. I actually went to play for the Mali national team. Like um, this was in 2017, mm -hmm. I believe. If it's not 2017, it's 2016. I don't know what what like you know when. But we went to play in Rwanda. I don't know if you guys know where is that. I I I I've heard of it. Yeah. Kigali, Rwanda. So we went to play there, man. You know, uh, but that was 18 and under. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was in high school in Miami. You know, I was supposed to play in Iwabia. At that time, I think I was ranked like top 30 in the country. And, you know, Dang. I decided, yeah, so I didn't want to, I had a choice to either play in Iwabia, I mean, basically like the summer summer teams, or go back home and play for the national team. You know, that playing here will have helped my draft stock a lot. Yeah. And I told myself, you know what, it's always bigger than basketball for me. I wanted to go back home and I told myself, if my country called me, I will go and help my country because, you know, that's more important for me than the NBA. Mm -hmm. And I went back home and played for the national team. So we went to Rwanda and we finished third. Mm -hmm. And I think I was like the best scorer or something. I was, it was really cool, man. Mm -hmm. Wow, you know? that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. So... I want to talk a little bit about the transition, like, because I saw um, you played for a few different high schools when you first transitioned. Yeah, to, so. In yeah. My, one in Miami and then one in Texas. Yeah, so actually when I first came here, I went to university. Uh, now I say university, sorry. I went to Texas. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to a school called Trent International. Yeah. So that school was really, it was really cool. I went there and, you know, the school got in trouble. I mean, there was a problem between the coach and uh and basically the administration of the school and you know they decided to just stop the basketball program but at that time man, i was loved by the you know um the um the owner of the school i think she was the president mm -hmm. gas game so you know she was like my grandma because when i came here two months my grandma passed away and everybody knew every something changed in my life and that lady knew that I didn't, you know, I was going through some stuff. She kind of like just, you know, took like, you know, my grandma's spot. She gave me like, you know, she always will bring me food and stuff like that. So she told my guardian, the guy that brought me here, hey, man, I don't think, this, can this kid stay with us here? Because we really like him. And then my guardian told, she, he told her like, oh, no, he's not only here for school. You know, he's here for, to play basketball. So from there, I transferred from uh, that school to a school in Florida here, in Jacksonville, mm -hmm. called ACD, Arlington Country Day. That school was like top 10 in the country uh -huh. for, for high school, basketball. We were number one, like in all Florida. Mm -hmm. We actually have a friend that came here. His name is Brandon Francis. Wow. Supposed to go to the, he was like, he was supposed to be like, he was a prospect too. That mm -hmm. school we, it was full of prospects. But there was always a problem going to college because, you know, the school, like, you know, had some issue with the NCAA. You know, wow. you know, like recruiting like, violations? And all not, like, you know, because the players weren't really, 
like you know going to school oh, oh the yeah school is shut down now you know oh wow so yeah but you know we had like player that came to uf here brandon mm-hmm. francis he stayed here for i think uh, two years and then went to another school texas tech you know he played in the g league he was a really good player he's still playing in europe right now oh wow yeah nice yeah yeah so yeah so matter of fact yeah i went from that school then i went to miami Mm-hmm. Miami Country Day. Mm-hmm. So Miami Country Day was really cool. Like, you know, I liked it there. So because, you know, in high school, I mean, when I went to ACD, I got hurt for like, let's say like 10, 12, 10, 10 to like 11 months. So I told myself, I don't think I could play like high, high school, like, you know, level anymore. You know, I was like, you know, I'm hurt now. No coach is calling me. College, I mean, recruiting is funny, man. Yeah. Like, you know, it's funny how you could go from, like, the top, like, to the bottom, like, you know, it's like the next guy, you know, because I got hurt, and I remember the coaches were calling my coach, and, yo, how is he doing? And my coach was like, shoot, I don't know if he's going to be athletic like he was before, because he's, like, you know, he's really, he the injury is bad and stuff wow. like that, so I got discouraged a little bit, and I told myself, you know what? What if basketball don't work out for me? What's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. So I just I told my guardian, hey man, let's find another school, you know. So I went to visit Mount Verde. I don't know if you guys know what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're they're really uh, really good school as well. Mm-hmm. So I went to visit there and then went to visit uh, IMG. IMG, really, IMG. Good one. really good one as well. Yeah. Yeah. So and I also went to visit a school called Sunrise Christian. You know, we've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then I went to Miami, man. South Beach got me. Yeah, <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> I don't blame you on that one. Yeah, so they took me to South Beach, man. I looked at the the place. I was like, you know what, nah, man. I'm coming here. I'm uh-huh. a good school. Everything is cool. And then, you know, there was a gym there. The gym that was there, all the professional trainers worked. I mean, try basketball players go there. I get to play against them. Mm-hmm. So I just went there. I graduated from there. Yeah. That was my high school career. So I wanted to just ask about, like, the coaching level because, like, I know a lot of uh, people always say that the coaching in America is so much better than other countries, and obviously you've gotten the opportunity to kind of of course by both. So do you feel like that the coaching, le- like, the coaching level is a, be- a big difference? No, nah, America, basket- America is number one for mm-hmm. sure. You know, here you get to learn, like, basketball, but it's different. Like, you know, now you have to, like, you know, you have to, like, you know, I give you an example. Like, Europe is more of a fundamental. Like, you know, it's like they teach you, like, you know, how to play basketball, like, together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, America is, they teach you everything, but you have to know here is more of, like, you know, it just, it's like athleticism is involved a lot here. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's, 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 it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Is that what you were asking or like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just know that uh, they always say that, like, a lot of players that come from Europe and other countries, they always say that, that their fundamentals and their, like, overall technique gets better when they come to America. You know, that the coaching quality, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, uh, I, I, I definitely, I don't know. You know what? I won't say coaching, but I said that, like, you know, it's just a basket. America has the best level. Like, you know, this, the is, highest, the, highest this level. is the highest In level. In terms of players as well, correct? Players, of course, like, you know, they definitely, you know, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's the highest level. Like, everyone, everyone is modeling the game after, uh, 
like you know the NBA. NBA mm-hmm. is obviously the best league on, in the world. So you know, yeah. so you can't be there. So you know, this is the best place to be for basketball for sure. Yeah. So at, at what point did you start getting recruited by uh, schools such as South Carolina and Florida and other, other schools like that? At what point in high school did that start happening? So <laughs> that's funny. So when I came here, my first game mm-hmm. in America here, I had like three offers right away. First mm-hmm. game. So I had my first offer from uh, University of uh, Baylor University yep. mm-hmm. Texas and Texas A&M. And UTEP, that was my first my first game. Mm-hmm. Wow, D- dude, I had like twenty two rebound. Wow. Yes, like yeah, I had twenty two rebound, like seven blocks, and like you know, like fifteen points, something like that. Yeah. But like you know, people like you know, you see if fifteen, fourteen year, fifteen years old, rebounding like crazy, like that nonstop, man. Like they were like you know, we gotta give him offer, man. Like you know. <laughs> I was right from right there. I was like ranked like top fifteen, top like it was it was like you know it's, it was crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So from there, I got I started getting offers everywhere, and then going to my sophomore year, I went to camps. I don't know if you guys know like I went to like few camps. I went to like um, you guys probably know like it probably doesn't exist now. Do you know what is like um Nike Global Challenge? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the 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 camps that they set up for the player, like high yeah, school players. So yeah, so yeah, but this is like this is. I don't think this exists again. This is like they, one of the biggest one. But they might like they got rid of it. Yeah, no, I think it's not it's not dead anymore. There's Jordan Brand Classic, but oh, this yeah, is yeah. like a global challenge. Mm-hmm. And so this what they will do is, they will guess get the best talent in America. So I played against Jason Tatum. Jalen wow. Brown, yeah, Jalen Brown, and then all these, all these guys. I know all of them basically uh-huh. too. Like we all play against each other, uh-huh. so they will have like this. Is what they did, they get the best players from Africa uh-huh. that are here, and they make Team Africa, and they get the best player from the east side of America, and get the best player from the west side, uh-huh. and kind of like the northeast, whatever it is, and then form two American teams. And then, you know, kind of like, you know, just it's an all-star game, basically, man. And then we go. And then I think there they had, like, China. Mm-hmm. It's a funny story. Right? They had China, and they also had, like, one team from Brazil. And we went there and played. It was it was a funny, funny, like, it was really cool, man. Uh-huh. Like, you know, we had, there was a lot of people there, man, that are in NBA right now. Like, most, it was, it was really cool. How was it playing against that talent? Dude, it was amazing, man. It was really cool. Like, you know, I remember, man, all I knew how to do was, like, again, man, my athletics, man. I didn't know about scoring anything. All I cared was, like, at that level, it was, like, you know, it's, like, when you play in that level, you have to know, you have to be good at what you do. Mm-hmm. And mine was obviously my athletism. So I was just out there blocking shot, man. Like, you know, like... You know, like, I think I, I had, like, one lab, and then, you know, I dunked that, but, you know, all of... Because I was very young. I think uh-huh. I was a freshman or something. So, you know, they were just letting the other guys play. But when we played against China, man, it was bad. Because... Bad? Man, it was bad. We... You couldn't beat us athleticism-wise. Like, like uh-huh. we're very athletic. Uh-huh. But, like, you know, if a team can shoot, 
We we don't have an answer. We didn't have an answer for that. Chi- China, where they they can shoot. Yeah, man. Me, you know, what? Africa. So this is the thing. Our coach was like, you know, hey, man, you know, I don't know if I can say this. Maybe you guys can cut this part off. Like he was like, you know, these guys. Don't worry, man. The Chinese have small eyes, man. They don't see well. <laughs> <laughs> and we, <laughs> and we believe him, man. <laughs> man, these guys weren't missing. <laughs> they weren't missing. No, dude. Oh like they God. were coming, like like not even touching, like not nothing but net, man. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, I, man. I didn't know they were lethal shooters like that. No, they can shoot, man. Wow. I'm talking about they can shoot and they play together. Uh-huh. So that's the thing. So you also have to maybe later I will tell you guys about it in the Middle Africa sport pile. Mm-hmm. But like you know, those guys love basketball too, mm-hmm. and they really practice it. And they know like you know you gotta see a lot of people know the fundamental of basketball. They they learn about the game. They mm-hmm. learn it. But America, you just have like raw like you have people that have like a raw talent like you know that just knows how to like. Like, look at Kevin Durant, man. Like, you know, this dude is seven feet. And then he can <laughs> yeah. dribble, can yeah, do he all this stuff. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah. you know, like you don't see many people like that. Like, yeah, you know, Giannis, he can kind of do anything. Giannis, look at him. Like, you know, like, obviously he was good, yeah. you know, in grace. But America changes life. Like, yeah. you know, so it's just, the game is it's really different. Yeah, but when I play, and I also went to top 100 camps. Mm-hmm. So top 100 camp is basically they just kind of like get like um, the top 100 players in America. I mean, in here and, you know, we go for the camp and it was really cool. So I remember there, there was like, you know, you guys, I don't know what player you guys like, who's your, you guys favorite player that is like under like, you know, 25. I probably know all of them. I probably like, not the new guys, but like the one that are like, like from... 20, 22, 21. Like Ja, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, you said Okay, you knew. Jason Tatum, I know him, you know. Ja wasn't ranked like that, man. Yeah, he wasn't, yeah, know. he wasn't, yeah. You know, trying to know. think of uh, the, the, the ones that were ranked, I mean. Yeah, trust me, I know all those oh, guys. Wow, man. wow. You, know, you guys should have probably went on my Instagram and looked at my followers. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. we did, we did for, to a certain extent. We saw some of the people that... <laughs> we saw i mean anyone that you saw they're all my friends they were yeah. all like we're very close like you know like pj washington i don't know if you guys know who well, yeah, yeah. PJ yeah. Washington. Like me and him we pj washington yeah we all play we yeah. went to we, uh, at nike i mean top 100 camp yeah. and stuff like that yeah nike. wow i saw uh like i guess you have a good relationship with like uh, jonathan kaminga jonathan kaminga is not my friend so like a lot of people think he's my jonathan kaminga is like my little brother mm-hmm. i consider yeah, we're friends, but it's like I consider him as a little brother. Jonathan Kuminga's older brother and I are friends. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so uh, we play together. We were just in Orlando together just now. Two days ago, I was just eating at Jonathan. His mother and father, his parents called wow. me, invited me over. So wow. I was just eating African food. I'll show you guys the video later. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's pretty, we're really close. You know, we like family, uh-huh. but he's like a little brother to me. Uh-huh. Like, I don't. You, I don't, I, he's my older brother, that's my friend, you know. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan Kuminga, before the NBA draft, you know, we, uh, we had him in Orlando and we were all working out together, training together, you know, he's, he's talented, you know, he's, you know, and he also works really hard. He knows what he wants and he's, he's the next generation African, like he's, not many Africans come here with like, being able to handle the ball and mm-hmm. dribbling and stuff like that and shoot. We all come here because of our athleticism, but he's different. 
mm-hmm. he has the athleticism and can dribble and you know understand the game. So, so, um, moving a little bit backwards, back to like your recruiting process. Yeah. Like, how did you eventually like end up going to South Carolina? How did that kind of like? How did you end up making that decision? Over you, you had a bunch of other offers obviously mm-hmm. on the table. So what made you choose South Carolina? So for me, because you know, like when I came here, like I said, I had a mentor. I had somebody that was kind of like guiding me through things like that. So I, my, 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 my the place that I wanted to go to was UF. Actually, you know, mm-hmm. I was talking to the coach, and you know, they call me every day and told me they love me. And, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I wanted to go to UF, but. The guy that was kind of mentoring me, he was like, hey, look, man, you don't know nobody at UF. I don't know nobody there, you know. So, you know, he was kind of close to uh, to the coach from South Carolina. He said he knew him. And, you know, and... Frank Martin, right? Frank Martin, exactly. Yeah. And then, actually, the thing is, my high school coach, and Frank Martin are like friends, like mm-hmm. they wow. started, yeah, they started coaching together. Like you That's know, cool. they, they were all under a guy in Miami named Shaky Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. So you know, rest in peace, he passed away. But he was like a legend, high school coach in Miami. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew him, so they all worked for that guy. You know, Frank Martin's son and I are really close to Brandon Martin. So yeah, so um, I went there. I, I was I didn't look at. I always looked at like you know other stuff. I did, I wasn't only looking at basketball. I was like you know what I want to go study business, and my my goal was to study international business. Uh-huh. And South Carolina was number one at that, you know. In the country. It's amazing. Yeah, so I was like you know what, this is really cool for me to go there and just study that. Uh-huh. You know? So I went there. Frank was obviously Frank came and see me like you know like once every week. He took a like private plane and came and visit. You know, so, you know, I was close to him. Yeah, I wondered because of that. And then you went to UCF, correct? Yeah, so this is the thing. I went to South Carolina, and then I was also under this NCAA uh, investigation. That's the biggest thing, too. So it's like, because, you know, they wanted to figure out, like, you know, if I got paid, you know. Oh, by South Carolina? Uh, yeah, by South Carolina. So what happened with that? Oh, uh, that's, that's, that's a lot. Another conversation. That was, that was like, very... You know, my father came here and visited. I was still going through that because they thought that, you know, I've, the guy, my mentor, my father, we, they thought that we signed something with him, basically. If I make it, I will give him money or stuff like that. And obviously, so that when my father came here, he had some money on his bank account. So they were like, you know what, nah, you know, I think he's not that case. But they end up like, you know, letting my situation go like i think like a few days before like this like this season started mm-hmm. before we play actually so you know yeah that was that was that was a big thing man you know so so, so that was a big hindrance in your yeah. like your ability to develop and get ready for the season yeah because i couldn't like you know be with the, the team. team and like there was and then actually there was an assistant coach that, that got lamont something i forgot his last name but you know he went to he recruited me a little bit, then he went to Oklahoma State. He got in trouble. I think he was, like, facing some years in jail or stuff like that. Oh, wow. I think, I don't know if you guys follow it, like, a few years ago, there was a big, big investigation about, like, 
like college um, coaches, like you know, with all this, like you know, them giving money to players. Yeah, there, there's been, there has been a lot of them that have been. He expanded. was part of that. Oh, okay, he, he yeah. was part of that. Actually. Wow. Yeah. So you know, it was a, and that whole thing was going around, and you know, it just, you know, I was kind of like affected a little bit by that. Then actually, I, 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 and then when I went to South Carolina too, there wasn't nothing there about basketball. So I stayed there. I'm like, man, uh, my life is not just basketball, man. I know I'm a student athlete, but you know. I want other staff to do our shadow basketball. What is out there? There was nothing for me, mm-hmm. you know. I never really understood football, you know. So I told my guardian, my you know, I told him I'm, I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. And you know, I looked at other places. The coach from here actually called me because the assistant coach from here, he just got a job and um, F- he went to FA FAU. FAU. Yeah. So you know. So they wanted me to, the coach White, Mike White called me, mm-hmm. he wanted me to go to him and stuff like that. And then I was like, nah, I'm going to UCF, and, you know. Uh-huh. It was, yeah. That's how I went to UCF. So UCF, actually, my friend, my best friend is Taco, Taco Fall. Fall. Yeah. So Taco recruited me there. <laughs> Taco was like, come here, bro. You know, we're going to have fun here. Uh-huh. You know, this is a good place. They like Africans and stuff like that. They treat them well. Because, you know, not African, not all Africans get treated well at all the school in America mm-hmm. here. Because some people kind of like, you know, abuse some of them. They know that they don't have much. And you kind of, you can do anything you want. And, and they y- don't have nobody, like, you know, kind of support them. And you mentioned even as, uh, like, when you played for South Carolina, you, you heard some stuff from SEC fans and such. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. You heard a lot of stuff, you know, but, you know, it just, but that's not for, like, you know, I'm talking about, like, African as, like, you know, coming from Africa directly. Like, uh-huh. you know, like, African-American, like, as they call black American, they usually have their family here. So, like, you know, they, the parents can kind of talk to the, the coaches. Mm-hmm. For us, we don't have that. Like, when I was in playing at South Carolina, my mentor tried to call coach. He never responded to him, you know. So, yeah, it's like, you don't really have support. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I wanted to get a little bit, go maybe a little bit deeper into your relationship with Taco Fall and and Mobamba. You know, all three of y'all were in our like in our Orlando area at one point. All three of y'all have a good relationship. You have a good relationship with both of them. Yeah. So Taco actually Taco and my cousin was friend first, and my cousin. I don't know if you guys know Sheikh Diallo. Uh, I've researched, he, he, uh, researched him uh, Yeah, so he's my, co- yeah, he's my cousin. So him and Taco kind of like was in the same uh, class because uh-huh. they went to different camps together. They know an African, one thing about us, when we see each other, we kind of like shake hands. Like we, we create this family atmosphere and then, you know, they knew each other. And I met Taco through him. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, Taco and I, you know, we really close. But... Um, you asked about who again? Um, Mobamba. Yeah, so Mo, I call him Mohammed. So Mohammed, so um, that started when I came here. Mm-hmm. So I was playing a travel team in New York called Team Scan at the time. Now it's called PSA Cardinal. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like, we have all sorts of like, you know, talent there, man. So I was playing for the 16 and under, I believe. No, I was playing for with, I think, 16 or 17 and under. I don't remember anymore. I think it was 16 and under. Mm-hmm. And Mo was playing for the, like, 15 and under. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I spoke zero English. 
So, you know, my coach told me, he said, man, we have one tall guy from, like, you know, he's from Mali. He speaks your language, but he's playing for the younger team. We want to bring him up so he can kind of, like, help you, you know, you know, with, with your language so you can be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I say, cool. And then, you know, they brought in Mo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so Mo and I was in the same team. And I thought Mo was my little brother, actually. Wow. You know, so, you know, so we... We used to pray together, and then, you know, he he was like, you know, you miss home a lot. Let me take you to my mother, so you, you know, so you can meet my mother. I told my mother about you. Uh-huh. So he brought me there, and then when the mother saw me, from there she was like, what is your mother? And I told her, they home, Africa. And then she said, what is, so you here alone? And I said, yeah. She was like, okay, look, I'm your mother now. So anything, I'm here for you. And, you know, she called me, like, like once every week till now. Like, you know, she called me at least once every week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, you know, that's how we started that relationship. And then, you know, Mo, at the time, Mo wasn't actually playing. Mo was not even playing at the time on mm-hmm. the team, you know, because, you know, he was he was good. But, you know, we my team was loaded. Like, you know, we had, like, we had another guy that plays in NBA. I don't know if you know Omari Spellman. Yeah. He, yeah. he went to Villanova. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, you know, he he played for the Warriors at Atlanta yeah. Hawks and stuff like that. Yeah. Now he's playing in Korea, North Korea, I believe. Or, North I don't know, North South. North or South. I don't know. It's one of those <laughs> I don't three. think it's, I don't, I don't <laughs> think it's North. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't think Americans messing with the North. But, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, and Tremont Wallet, I don't know if you, if you know who that is. He played for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Is a point guard, a really good guard, and then who does um, Christian Vital? He's also playing the uh, uh, what's it called G League. It's a few guys, man. There's a lot of NBA players, man. Yeah. Like you know, there's a lot of NBA players that play on that program. So yeah, that was in New York. So we we got we become family, man. From there, you know, we become family, and then so when I was transferred from South Carolina to UCF. And then, you know, that year, the draft, and then, you know, Mo, Mohammed went to Texas. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sitting in my room, and then, you know, looking at the draft. I knew he was getting drafted, but I'm looking at it, and then it's like, oh, for the sixth pick or the seventh pick, the Orlando Magic select uh, uh, Mohammed Bamba. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you know, <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. How, like, you know, I come here, and this guy just, like, you know, my my brother or you know he just get like drafted by orlando like this is crazy crazy and then bang so you know he called me right after he got out of that room he's like bro how far is your school from like you know downtown orlando your school is in orlando right and i'm like yes he's like let's go and then you know bang <laughs> wow so he came in the next day you know got an apartment and all of a sudden, he just went right away and then just like, okay, what's your, like, you know, uh, which room do you like? Like, you know, here or here? And, like, you know, kind of like I already had, like, a room. So it's like, it was it was cool. So we have, like, a family relationship. That's really cool. Like, yeah. We don't call each other friends. We call each other brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ready to get into the next topic I was going to say? Yeah. But, um, so we wanted to um, um, ask you um, – how has it? How is it for um, Joel and Bead and Hakeem Olajuwon, um 
um, been a guidance for you and other young African players growing up? Oh, you know, actually, when I was in Africa, I never really knew about uh, Joel and B and I came in America, I think, around the same yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I came a large man. That's the OG. Yeah, that's the OG. But I guess what? I didn't know about him. Wow. Because when I was back home, like I said, I was street basketball. Uh huh. So I didn't really know. All I knew was like Michael Jordan. People called me Jordan back home. Because <laughs> I used to like, when I played, I used to stick my tongue out and then like <laughs> I used to do all sorts of stuff. Uh -huh. And I used to jump stay in the air for a little bit and then, you know, it was, it was crazy. But, you know, I didn't see, I didn't know about like Mutombo and stuff. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I actually didn't know about them, you know. But the thing is, what, what I realized is where they come from, they have like, you know, impact there. Like Mutombo is obviously from Congo. Uh-huh. Joel M B is from uh, Cameroon. Cameroon. There's kids that are watching them there. Like me, there are kids, there's other kids that came here. A few of them came here. They, you know, they were like, you know, when I left, they were like kind of watching my highlights. Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, I was kind of the inspiration for someone. Wow. So it's, it goes that way. Africa that's amazing. Sure. Africa so, is 52 countries. So, so that's amazing, though, that you were able to give inspiration to kids that are growing oh, yeah. up now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's always like that. You're like, you know, you have people from your city that watch you. You know, oh, wow, this guy's doing this. I want to be like him. I want to be like him. So, you know, it's just that. And obviously, like, growing up in uh, in Africa, like, soccer, or there's other sports that are more popular than basketball, like soccer and other ones. So, for, like, talk about that. So, like, how is it having like, so many other sports? Like, how many are really playing basketball? And then also, like, is basketball, like, becoming more and more popular in Africa? And, like, is it going to continue to become more popular? Yeah, so, you know, Africa, nobody really played basketball right away. Mm -hmm. they all, we all play soccer. Mm -hmm. You know, because obviously we know that soccer makes more money and stuff like that. So everybody plays soccer and people love soccer. They understand soccer. Basketball is when somebody's really tall, they tell you, hey, go play basketball. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's how it is in Africa. But basketball in Africa right now is growing fast. And, you know, and we have a lot of potential. We have a lot of potential there to, you know, get to this like same level as these big leagues are like you know maybe not nba right now because we don't have the financial and all those things right but you know right now we have nba africa and you know people are getting paid to play in the league you know recently i don't remember i had a friend that went there he was getting paid two thousand a month something like that that's not bad in africa mm -hmm. you know, that's a lot of money yeah and where i'm from so you know it, it's growing definitely it's growing you know Kids don't have m much access to like, you know, like um, big facilities, nice facility to train and stuff like that. And then they don't have the right coaches and stuff like that. But if they do get those things, like you know, and those tools, I think it will really be really, you know, it'd be interesting to see how African basketball will be within the next. I think it will be crazy within the next like five, six years. Mm -hmm. So I wanted you to maybe uh, elaborate a little bit more on NBA Africa and like the where that's kind of going in the future. And I saw like on your Instagram, you uh, posted up with like the president, like or somebody like at the summer league with NBA yeah. Africa. Yeah. So when I went to the summer league, I you know I met, I met Amadou uh, Gallo. Uh huh. He's, uh, he's actually uh, he's the president of NBA Africa. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah. So. 
they I think it's called the Ball League. That's mm-hmm. what it's called. So he's the president of that, and then you know the league they have. I don't know how many teams they have there, but they have like, like you know, uh, teams from different countries. Like you know, like Mali has a team there called IS Police, and there's team from other countries that are like you know, not every country, but like, like you know, the countries that are very developed. Like basketball wise, mm-hmm. they have like team. Usually, they have team from there, and then they all compete. And recently, it was in Rwanda, I think. Yeah, it was in Rwanda in Kigali, mm-hmm. and it was pretty cool. So, yeah. Are they working on some kind of like pipeline to a certain extent to get more uh, like African players to the NBA? Like, 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 uh, kind of like how they've added the G League as the an goal, option. The goal is to have to like you know. From what I when I talked to him, I think he also kind of like you know he went to the guy. So this is the thing: he went to school in America here. He told me he went to a D two school, played basketball, and stayed here twenty one years. Then went back home, started building a thing called Seed Academy, mm-hmm. and you know he built that in Senegal. You know, so it's like they have a mix with foundation, basically helping Senegalese kids and pretty much kids from anywhere around Africa to like, you know, bring to America to get a scholarship. You know, pretty much that similar thing that I've been, I'm as just started, we started doing it recently. And then he went to South Africa and then, you know, brought NBA guys there for like the NBA Africa. Mm-hmm. I'm going to that actually too for like, you know, I'll tell you guys later about that. But yeah, so his focus is really, he wants to, really develop basketball in africa mm-hmm. and to develop basketball in africa that means the talents of africa must stay in africa so we're not gonna say that everybody is not living but like you know we want to make sure they enjoy playing in africa mm-hmm. there's money to be making of course africa yeah yeah so so it's interesting we can go ahead and elaborate on that you said you were you were going somewhere with with every africa yeah so okay so um Actually, I just came in Orlando to see, the, like, you know, my my girl's family and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, and, you know, I'm going to Africa on the third. I'm, uh, Saturday, I'm going to Africa. I'm going to Mali. It's been seven years. I haven't seen my family. Uh-huh. Last time I went home was when I went to play for the national team in Rwanda. So, seven years, I haven't seen my family. So, you know, my siblings are grown up. So, I'm going there in Mali for, like, let's say six days seven days okay that's really and then you know me and mo mobamba we go on ivory coast we are supposed to go to mali because he's half mali uh-huh you know his mother his mother's from mali but you know with the government stuff now mali is working with russia kind uh-huh. of thing you know so we say we have a partnership with russia they're helping us with like security and stuff like that and then america don't want to mess with it uh-huh. you know so they, you know, they send us a email saying that they don't want American people to go to Mali, basically, for security purposes and stuff like that. So he's not going to Mali. He's no longer going there, but we will meet each other on Ivory Coast. Uh-huh. They're building, like, a core for him, a basketball core. Oh, wow. And, you know, because I think he's the only player from, like, that size, like, you know, from Ivory Coast to be an NBA. Oh, wow. So they love him there, obviously. And he hasn't been to Africa, so... We're going there for that. And also, right after that, we're going to NBA Without Border. NBA Without Border is basically like a, um, this is like a thing organized by the NBA guys. So 
they kind of get to see all the best talent in Africa mm-hmm. before anybody else see it. Mm-hmm. So you know it's gonna be in Egypt. So that's where we're going for that. So so they're like scouting all the best talent. Yeah, in yeah, Africa. yeah, yeah. That's how it, that's what it is. Okay. And you know, so they want when I go there, I will be helping them basically, kind of like, you know, uh, we all gonna be scouting. I don't, you know. How, how does that process even happen? Because I know a lot of players, like you said, play street ball. So, you know, talents, man. It's easy to see it. Like, you know, when you basketball, it's easy, man. When somebody can head can, is over the rim, you know, obviously, like, this kid can jump. Mm, yeah. Like, wow, this is crazy. If somebody <laughs> is fast, like, yo, oh, shoot, this kid is fast. Like, you can tell those things. So I think for some reason, like, coaches see that and then, you know, you see it, you know. Nice. Yeah. And you always find a way to help, like, help people. For us, like, you know, what we're doing for us, it just, it's not just basketball. You know, I want people to get over that mindset of, like, you know, don't not just think of, like, you know, because basketball, you use basketball to get what you want. A lot of us, when I was back home, I wanted to, get a, I wanted to go to America and stuff like that because I wanted to be successful, you know. And that success wasn't just making to the NBA. Mm-hmm. That success was for me to just get out of my country, go somewhere else, learn as much as I can, and come back as a better man. Mm-hmm. And however that will be, it's not just all basketball. And it's not money. It's not just money. So it's bigger. It's always bigger than than that. So, you know, it's like getting a good education, filmmaking. Because you know, there's a lot of us, we come here and we, you know, we get so, like, wrapped up about the basketball stuff. Not everybody make it to the NBA. Mm-hmm. So you have to know that. And then if you know you're not making to the NBA or stuff like that, you got to make sure you got to have, a like, another plan. You can't just be drooling and one thing and then, you know, that thing's not working out for you. Now, you know, your life is a mess because, you know, your whole thing was in, in basketball. So, you know, I want to prevent that. You know? mm-hmm. So I want to help kids to, you know, get good education and then, you know, give them options because I think, you know, your freedom have a real freedom you have to see options you know you not just stick to one thing yeah so uh, I wanted to get to you uh, playing for Cal State Fullerton mm-hmm. going from like obviously you've gotten the chance to actually live in some really good cities like moving from Africa you've uh, lived in New York City LA you've been Miami Orlando you've been in Miami, some yeah. of the top some of the best cities in the country yeah but uh, this season, like, or I guess last season with Cal State Fullerton, y'all were able to win the Big West. Big West, yeah. So talk, I guess, a little bit about that season. like. Oh, so what's it called? Um, when I went to University of Cal, I mean, Cal State Fullerton, mm-hmm. I went there with my uh, friend, Ija and Asoki. Mm-hmm. We decided to go there together, and our thing was he's actually from Nigeria, too. Mm-hmm. So we were like, you know what? He... We, he, he was like, we, we want to have fun with this, man. Mm-hmm. How about we go somewhere? You know, we knew getting a scholarship wasn't going to be a problem for us, you know, because, you know, we all offer something that maybe college, you know, teams need it. Uh-huh. So, we, all right, let's go to California. We just made our mind. We were like, <laughs> you know, and the coaches, they were recruiting us, so we were we just went straight to Cal State Fullerton. Uh-huh. And, you know, we told ourselves, hey, man, let's – the shake the house. I don't know. I think we see these things. They shake the room or whatever it was. So he's from New York. He has uh-huh. all these 
thing like shake the room like you know so we went there and we were like okay we want we want to make sure we we won the championship here uh-huh. you know we want to have a legacy here on and off the court mm-hmm. how do we do that and then you know we realized that you know what we gotta get the team together because you know those guys i mean last time they went to like you know the ncw tournament where that was, it was a while ago and then you know they this preview season to that they weren't doing well so we were like you know let's you know have a lot of events let's take our player let's take the team um our teammate with us so we can go hang out and kind of like get it you know because we knew it was more than basketball you know so we kind of we did a lot of hanging out and stuff like that and you know basically we just we went all you know went went all in you know and basically whoever is good at what you know contribute to the team do what you best at mm-hmm. and, and that you know last year my role was more of a leadership basically like you know i was kind of like you know because obviously i went to ucf we went there that was i played against duke twice because mm-hmm. you know when i was at ucf we played against them mm-hmm. you know and then i called say follow them we played against them last year too. yeah so my whole thing was like you know how do i share that experience that i had at ucf mm-hmm. how to get to the ncaa tournament how to like you know it's discipline it's not just basketball mm-hmm. so you know we kind of like put things together and ej also went to the ncaa tournament because he went to tennessee mm-hmm. so you know and we kind of like you know got the team together and told them everybody got their own role do what you best at let's stick together and then you know it was easy speaking of the um ncaa tournament we wanted to get your thoughts about um playing against duke and um, playing against apollo panchero because i know we talked about him on the podcast yeah what do you have to say about uh, him Getting to see him like there, like you saw him in the NCAA tournament. What do you have, what are exactly your thoughts? That, they were shooting, right when I saw that, man, you know. So you have to understand, like you know, like with basketball, man. When somebody's like, how tall is he? Like six ten? He's something like that. He's really tall. Yeah, he's six ten, and then you know how much he weighed. This dude is like probably like at least like like at least two sixty five, probably <laughs> two sixty. I mean. I don't. I would think they probably. I don't know if they're lying about the weight, but he's on TV. Sometimes dude. you can't tell that they're yeah. that big. Oh, yeah, no, they're huge. He's yeah. huge, man. That's a big kid right uh-huh. there, man. And then, you know, I think what makes him special is because you know, with that size, wings can't guard him because you know he's too strong. Mm-hmm. And now the bigs can't guard him because he's too mobile. Like he can move. So that's his advantage. And you know, playing against him, man, it was. We thought he couldn't shoot, and he was knocking down shots. And, you know, <laughs> and then I didn't you know. Actually, I got in the game, like, you know, one time. I think I got in the game twice. So the first time man, I got in the game, I'm, like, guarding him. He went right, like, he blew, like, he went right by me. I'm like, hold on, man, how? And it's crazy because you know? you're really talented, so yeah, it's like, crazy. You know, so yeah, I'm like, you know, this is, like, I'm athletic. This dude is, like, he's big, like, move like that, man. Yeah. And I'm like, this is wow, This is crazy. But, yeah, that kid is it's nice, but when I went to so what's it called the summer league, I got to see him again because mm-hmm. I went to the summer league and then scouted a little bit and then you know I got to see him play live and then I'm like wow, this kid is you know you know it's, it's nice. It's Did you good. get the chance to see any of the other uh, top uh, guys drafted and playing the summer league while you were there? Yeah, I saw I saw most of them. Chat uh, chat as well. I saw I saw all of them. Chet I, saw, I saw all of them. Plays for OKC. We, we, have, we talked about a lot of them on the podcast. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the, the skinny, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, skinny, he's tall. Yeah, the white yeah, boy. Yeah, I saw him. I saw him. I saw him. He actually even played against my friend Taco. Yeah, like before Vegas, they play in uh, what's this called? Um, in Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kid is nice, special too. Mm-hmm. But what was the kid that was interesting to me was that kid that went to Louisiana, Kenny, Kenneth something, the big dude, the big one, like he's oh, six six. Um, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. I forgot his name. Six six with uh-huh. big stomach, man, and yeah. then you can play. Uh-huh. What was crazy is that last year, we went to Vegas. I went there with my friend Mohammed. We went to Vegas, and that guy, I think he was with his father or somebody that was mentoring him. Mm-hmm. They came in our table, you know, and then the guy was like, yeah, man, you know, hopefully next year he gets to be here, and it's crazy. It that next year was this year. We saw him there. He was playing yeah. well. Wow. So, so I was wondering a little bit about like what the atmosphere was like playing against Duke in that uh, NCAA tournament game because obviously like that's that's about as high profile as it gets. And last season was a, like a monumental one for Duke specifically because of Coach K being it was his last go round. Exactly. So I was just wondering about like how that atmosphere was like getting to play in that that, that packed stadium playing Duke two seed. You know. Yeah, I mean this it was, just, it was really cool because we had there was a lot of fans out there. But like I said, that was my second time playing uh-huh. against them. So like, and then I went to big school. So you were uh, you were you weren't as you were unfazed by it. You're familiar. With I was familiar area. because I'm I was used to playing against like I mean playing with like a lot of fans. So mm-hmm. you know, so it wasn't like you know, for me yeah it was just like you know, another game to be honest with you. Like mm. you know I wasn't. You wasn't thinking of anything nah, of it. Nah, but people I knew there was a lot of things. People wanted us to like upset them, like beat them, uh-huh. and you know that was that thing going on. And then my friends were like kind of nervous and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, to me, I was just looking at it as like you know, it's just another game. Basketball is now you can't make it. You know, you can't make it like you know more than it is. It just mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's fun. I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, your teammate on Cal State Fullerton, EJ. Uh, EJ, EJ and Asaike. And Asoki. And Asaike. And Asoki. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw it was like the tournament MVP of the Big West. Uh, yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about his game and what you like. So EJ, EJ is uh, EJ played when he was with us. He was playing what's his called a uh, small four, power four. Uh huh. You know, EJ works hard, man. Uh huh. Like he was really, really hard. Uh huh. I think that's what got him to where he's at right now. He's going to Korea too. Uh-huh. Yeah, to play. He just got he just signed his contract like oh. probably like two two days ago. He just texted me right just now. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So you know, so yeah, so EJ all I can say about EJ, EJ works hard. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he deserves what he has because he works really hard. Yeah. And you know, he's every day in the gym working basketball is his goal. He he loves basketball but he's actually He's actually very smart too. Uh-huh. You know, he got you know he got his uh what's it called master degree. He, you know, he he's very smart. Uh huh. Wanted to get into the Drew League and um, what are your thoughts about NBA players playing in the off season? Because obviously, like your teammate, a few of your teammates and EJ, they were playing in the Drew yeah, League. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, we all like you know they play for the BBB team. Uh-huh. Uh, Big Baller brand. Uh-huh. Like, uh, love, love Our Ball. Love Our Ball. He, we actually went to his house a few times. You y'all, y'all, you went there? Or? Yeah, yeah. Love, love Our and I, we all talk. Like, we go to sit down with him, hang out with him. Like, you know. Wow. Yeah, yeah he invited us. To eat. So, basically, EJ, um, 
two of them were playing for Lavar like uh, not this year but last year. Uh-huh. And EJ went and you know joined them and you know play with them. Uh-huh. And what's this called? This year they all went to play for him. And it was you know I went to watch a couple games. It was cool. I saw that uh, he was specifically playing in the game that LeBron went and played. He was playing against LeBron when LeBron went to the Drew League and played. No, but he did not. They didn't play against LeBron. I, th- I thought I saw it on his Instagram. No, no, no. They didn't, he didn't play against Oh, he LeBron. didn't get to. No, t- they played before LeBron. Oh, there. before. Oh. Okay. Wow. Yeah, the, he didn't play against LeBron. No, he played against, uh, what's that dude's name? Um, the, what's his name, man? He went to USC. He's from that area. The dude that played with LeBron, what's his name? Westbrook? The, nah, there was another player that played with LeBron. Uh, you guys know who I'm talking about. On the Lakers? Uh, nah, he's not with the Lurkis. He's the... Uh, oh, my God. What's his name? Because when LeBron went to play in the Julie... Oh, DeMar. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. So him, he just played against him. Uh-huh. But he didn't play against LeBron. But him and LeBron played in the same team when LeBron went there. Uh-huh. So he played against Demar, not 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 LeBron. Okay. LeBron wasn't there when he played against him. Uh huh. Yeah. Some people would be opposed to NBA stars playing in the Drew League because they have the chance to get injured. What are your thoughts on that? So this is the thing, man. I think LeBron showing up there. I think that was like you know, him kind of giving back to the community because uh-huh. the Drew League. You gotta think about it, like you know. The way I think they got a sponsorship from Adidas, and then the way they run it is like they basically it's a free entry, you know. And this is like you know, Demar. I think he's from LA area. I think yeah. He's from California. So you know, like you know, him having LeBron there to kind of like support or something from there is like his community. That's a huge thing. And then you gotta think about him. Everything is at that level. Everything is marketing for LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron went there, I think he brought that shoes. I don't know the name of the shoes, but his new shoes, he brought that there and like bang, everybody like you know he don't have to do no marketing like you know just playing with that shoes there, everybody will go like you know crazy. Wow. And then, and I was actually I was right there in front of like on the court like and I like you know on the sideline, watching the whole thing like you know. Wow. Yeah, it was it was really cool. I think it's I don't think there should be something against it. Because these guys aren't there to like you know, to they they don't go crazy. They're not going hard. They just going there to kind of like just support the community and just basically give back to the community. Uh-huh. This is all that is, and I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, I wanted to get into uh, basketball verse, mm-hmm. which was uh, I started when I was scrolling through your, your social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you partnered up with, uh, with them. It's like NFTs. Or some, yeah. something along the lines of that. Yeah, speak so, a little bit on, uh, on that. Yeah, so basketball verse, uh, basketball versus, um, it's a play to earn P to P. Uh huh. So play to earn game and uh, and uh, that's going. To, it's a metaverse uh, for basketball. So the founder is actually my friend. Uh huh. So when I came to that school in Texas in high school, mm-hmm. his name is Simon. Mm-hmm. So you know he was a shooter. He's from Lithuania. And right when this guy came, man, he always sounded like a computer, man. Like, it's like, it's like you know, everything he does, like, you know, he was, I, he sounded super smart to me. And I was like, man, dude, you know, you're not supposed to be playing basketball, man. 
go study or like you know you 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 be good at something i don't know i thought he was very smart because he always did math and everything so he stayed here for a little bit and then you know went back to lithuania and become a software engineer you know got into this uh crypto thing the web3 stuff him and his friend basically they kind of like um they 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 started like a i don't know if you guys know exchange crypto exchange yeah oh yeah, yeah. they started there and then they wow like, yeah, like those exchanges had like over a hundred million dollars in there wow. and they had like a game one of his friends like started this game called d race i don't know if you know you guys are familiar with like a web3 like cryptocurrency blockchain uh, no? a little bit like, like maybe the basics but not really yeah so they play this game like they created this thing that's called like d race and d race is basically like a same thing play to earn like horse racing game mm -hmm. that you can make money playing the game basically like betting and stuff nice. like that. And web through you make crypto like you make you actually get income from like you know racing so that game had over like 100 million to like they made a lot of money so his goal was he's like you know what i like basketball you know i want to take this to the next level i want to create a basketball verse mm -hmm. so like metaverse but basketball verse where you can play and earn money wow. while playing the game and you know obviously he you know he wanted to make sure he you know it's a game you wanna you know he went and get like funding from different places they raised couple millions and then you know he contacted me he knew that like you know i went to like different camps and all my friends are in nba and stuff like mm -hmm. that and i'm like you know he was like you know telling me a little bit about africa what are you building and then, then I told him a little bit about it, and he was like, so actually, I need your help. I want to, like, kind of, like, um, you know, I want in my game, and his game, he wants basketball players to be um, coaches. Basically, people go to them, and then, you know, let's say he signed Mobamba. Mobamba is good at what? Blocking shot, rebounding, mm -hmm. and shooting trees. So you can go in a game, and then... You know, like, you know how in 2K, there's some game, Fortnite, where there's in-game, like, tokens, you go, you pay with real money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, like, it's like, you know, so that you go to this player and improve your shot or improve wow. your Wow. Shot. Yeah, this, you guys should check it out, man. Wow. Like, it's, it's going to build this thing, and then it's amazing. So, I basically had, like, a partnership with him. So, you know, obviously, we signed some contract and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, um and then I, ca I had him sign few NBA players, and then like few guys from overseas and stuff like that. Wow! So, so y'all are really building. Like y'all are going to continue to build, keep building on that, and then continue to sign more NBA players and kind of. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. So right now he has signed like he's probably signed over like probably more than ten players right now for sure. Uh huh. You know he's he's gonna keep signing them and stuff like that. So I feel like like the opportunities of something like that is kind of like it's kind of like endless possibilities. Of course, like you know, you guys have to see this. So like you know, as I always tell people, we are going in a different world, man. Mm -hmm. you know, we are going to the web three. We are going to, like you know, you guys. Do you guys know that like the video game, like they have more fans than like soccer or basketball. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. they have a lot of fans. So people are watching these things. So what that means is that, like you know, we are 
So what that means is that, like, you know, we are going to different worlds. So basically that world is people are going to be sitting in front of screens and stuff like that and, do, you know, doing multiple different things. Uh -huh. So his game will actually, it will, it will, it will be something interesting. So. Mm -hmm. Especially for, like, kids growing up that want to learn how to play basketball. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, not just kids, man. Like, you know, people actually make money. Like, you know, so with crypto, crypto is different world, man. This is another topic. So, like, he has his own, they have their own token. And mm -hmm. then, actually, I told him I didn't want money from him. I actually wanted a token from him. Mm -hmm. So, I told him that. So, he, the money that he was supposed to give me, he, like, we have put in a contract, like, I was supposed to get that in his token. And recently, he told me that, like, you know, right when the game come out, the token that I was supposed to get is, like, is over like that's a lot of money, bro. So I, you know, it says. So I was like, wow, this is crazy because this, those things keep like you know going up and going up because of like when it gets like whenever the game get valued, the price of the token go up. Of course, like, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's something that you guys should you know yeah. check it out. Yeah, for sure. So it's getting probably the last topic we wanted to talk about Meta Africa Sports and your involvement in that. Yeah, so I'm a I'm a co-founder of Meta Africa Sport. So Meta Africa Sport is just like you know, this is just founded by me and my friend uh, Mustafa. Mm -hmm. We just like you know, we we are both from Mali, and then we have different ideas, and you know, Meta Africa. It's a whole thing. is Meta Africa, but Meta Africa Sport is like a sub division of Meta Africa. Okay, yeah. So you know, so that with Meta Africa Sport, what we're trying to do is uh, we want to help like. Uh, we want to create a sport brand uh -huh. where, like, you know, we have a community and, you know, like, all these people that are, like, I we kind of, like, mentioned that's more people that we are friends with. We, are friend with. we want to make sure we are all in the same community and then, you know, we, we kind of, like, you know, help out, like, kids, like, you know, and, like, kind of guide them and, and different things, man. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we all, we actually, we started helping, we, we, we bringing, we have bringing kids from Africa, putting them to school, mm -hmm. you know, and for them to wow. get free, you know, free scholarship, like, you know, a high school, that's one. We also building like a basketball course and that gets interesting. We're building a basketball course because I was, I had a privilege to be trained by the best trainers in America. Mm -hmm. So all these like all sad and stuff like that, they train with like the trainers, they train with in Miami and LA and stuff like that. I know, I know all of them. Mm -hmm. So we for we we are working on like building a course where we teach like you know they teaching people about ball handling, shooting. Because imagine if I was playing basketball when I was like eleven and then you know I knew like the proper way of like handling the ball or dribbling like mm -hmm. you know shooting. Where like you know where would that have taken me? Mm -hmm. You know so. That's the thing. Wow. So this is what we want to do. Yeah, and also we want to have camps in Mali where we not only... It's funny. So kind of like... we, I'm kind of like doing recruiting also right now. Uh -huh. Like I tell my teammates, I always tell them, hey, I will bring you to Africa. Sometimes they think I'm like, you know, <laughs> joking, but I'm actually really bringing... I'm going to bring them there because I want to make sure I give them experience. They're going to be able to see Africa because most of my teammates haven't seen outside of America. Uh -huh. That's going to be experience for them and I want them for us when we go there, we can like, you know, we want them to have like a, being able to like teach kids how to play basketball, 
that will bring like you know that's gonna change their lives especially mm -hmm. with kids that already have like the athleticism yes exactly and then this is another thing we also like you know we have this thing we want to make sure we get this basketball course set up so like you know it's like it's gonna be online and then recently like this is two years ago i sent out like 12 iPad to like a high school and Mali to wow. help kids like you know learn like the new technology and stuff uh, like that wow. yeah so we want to make sure when we go there too we can kind of like put this course on like an iPad and you know we can have this kid compete and stuff like that and then we give them these iPads and stuff like that with like a, a basketball course in it so the thing is the problem we have back home we don't have like good trainers there they don't know a lot about basketball so these kids can go on like these apps and like you know see that oh you know this is how you dribble and the person that's showing demonstrating that is like the best trainer and then you know the pe person that is showing is probably one of their favorite player we having like you know we are gonna have like like this guy like taco fall or somebody like uh, jonathan Komiga or somebody getting trained so they see that that's gonna be inspiration for the yeah. kid. Yeah, wow. but we do all the stuff with it too, actually, because okay. we have a friend that is a big time influencer in China, and then you know he has like investor for us. We wanna build the course so we can teach basketball in China. Oh wow! Because China is big market, man. There's a lot of people there. Yeah, and you know that's one size of it, and another size is also we're making videos right now of like all the kids that are from like Africa, anyone that we can get in touch with. We have like camera guy follows them when they go visit homes, and you know we having like a YouTube channel to tell their story because mm -hmm. people would love to see there, mm -hmm. like especially the college that they go to, they are known there. People want to see their story, mm -hmm. you know, and we exposing that. And this we have a Mirror Africa, uh, what's it called podcast too, that we are about to start soon, and you guys gonna obviously help me. Yeah, 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 for so, sure, for sure. Yeah, so we have different things, man. It's a lot of stuff that has to deal with there. Uh -huh. Obviously, we want to really like kind of like help kids from when they're young, mm -hmm. that like very young to 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 they finish college and even give help them, them an opportunity. Yeah, gives them op opportunity exactly. That's all it is about, man. You know, like I came, I saw what it is about, and then, you know, I think I can help, and I've been helping so. It's, it's just that and, and this will expand support. probably with other sports including soccer yeah so it's not just basketball it's that's more than that it's not just basketball right now we have like we have two kids that are from congo mm -hmm. that are you know they play football they got obviously a lot of offer in california right now mm -hmm. so it's not just basketball football soccer my other friend the co-founder mustafa he's big in soccer so we just starting with basketball because basketball is, is easier for us to get started with so we're gonna get into soccer. We have different things, man. Mm -hmm. You know. Wow. Yeah, that's what Middle Africa sport is. But the other side of Middle Africa is actually what we wanna do. Like, you know, I'm interested in the real estate. The rest and stuff of the, like the, other, the stuff besides sports. Exactly. Because you know, sport is we use sport as a tool. Yeah. You know, that's bigger thing. You can only play basketball to certain normal and uh, time of your life. Yeah. Like, you know, when you get to like I'm when I'm 36, I'm not going to be playing basketball. What am I going to be doing? I'm going to be spending time with my family. I'm going to be doing businesses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And what are those like? You know, so that we want to make sure, like, you know, 
because you know we have a community all these players they invest their money mm-hmm. you know they invest in different things so we don't want to just talk about sport we want to like make sure we invest in outside things like you know so cover out cover more bases and like not like more than sport because like like uh one thing i picked up throughout the course of this interview for you it's always been more than basketball yeah even when you first came here you had a really good opportunity for yourself but i feel like you've always been showing like yourself aside and thinking about other people yeah. putting other people first yeah it's all about that i think that's really what our community is about and that's what meta africa is about exactly you know because meta i don't know if you know meta i mean metapo tank because you know usually people think that meta or metaverse they're thinking mm-hmm. about that but meta is like you know it's a it mean multiple things so you know it's not just basketball for us like in meta africa it's the unity i love unity i <laughs> want my people to unite and then it's not just africa i want the whole world to unite mm-hmm. it's not just black white it's just we all want and then we can all do it together if we all have one like you know one vision and that's what it's about well, I think it's I, good I, to I, end I, it I, on that. I, that's just what I was about to say. I don't think there's some truer words to end the podcast on. Um, I guess, uh, first of all, we'll just go ahead and thank you for coming thank on you. the podcast because it's, a, it's been a great having you on, and it's been something we were looking forward to, so I'm just glad we were able to get it done. You guys are my brothers, man. I'm happy to be here. For sure. Yeah. So I guess we'll just go ahead and outro this one out. Um, uh, first of all, if you made it to this point in the video, uh Thank y'all. Go ahead and like, comment, subscribe, all those good old things. And thank everyone for all the support on the previous episodes and continue to run it up. And, uh, yeah, that's all from me. Yep, we appreciate it. You guys checking out our first interview. It was a wonderful time with Ibrahim. And hopefully we can do it again pretty soon. Exactly. Uh, and be sure to check out the reels and comment. Probably what was your favorite part about the interview. And I think we're good. With all that being said, thank y'all for checking out this episode of the Shooter Straight Podcast. <clears throat> it's your co-host Zach and I'm Blue and we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Continue to shoot a shape. Peace.